Hey, it's Todd Duncan. Welcome to High Trust Today, the podcast. I'm on a quest to help people win in business and in life. To do that, I know they must trust themselves, their relationships, their business, and they most certainly must trust their future. When you do that, you set in motion a universe of possibilities, and that journey begins right now. 85 units, mm-hmm. and year to date, we calculated these numbers through August. August, yeah. You are already at 80. Correct. And so there was still September, October, November, December to go. That's Absolutely. awesome. Have Thank a seat. Thank you. So um, we were, we were kind of chore- choreographing this thing, and a year ago, uh, last night, mm-hmm. a year ago last night, you were in the audience. Something happened. I did. Talk about it. So I... <laughs> this is such a full circle. I could just dance. That's why um, David asked me what music. I'm like, I need dancing music. It's just so great. It's so full circle. And I feel like I represent the achievable, right? I'm, I'm gunning for these 400 unit guys. That's happening, right? But in 12 months time, my turbo is still spooling. But last year I get here and I'm like, what a great opportunity. I'm so excited. And it's not I mean, you couldn't ask for better employers than Tom and Tammy Burke. Couldn't ask for a better husband than Maddie Prince or a cuter kid than Coco Prince, right? But I get here, and <clears throat> I think my processor asked me for a, a bank statement. Went over, just over the ledge. I had been so maxed out doing all the things for all the people except being the best version of myself that I could be. Marched my happy little tail down there by those beautiful million-dollar yachts and just ugly cried. <laughs> oh, I got another bank statement, and I can't do this anymore. And Jen Wilson, my colleague, came down, and she's like, girl, you going to be all right? And I'm like, I don't know. I just can't. So she gets me back together, come in here, sit over there. First slide, first day, bam. Sometimes it takes a breakthrough to get to a breakdown. Breakdown. A breakdown to get to a breakthrough more ugly crying, right? I'm just like sniveling and stuff at the desk. So it's very full circle. It's been an amazing 12 months. Hope is amazing. I don't know if she's in here, but hope has been amazing. And it's just been the, just the best thing I could have chosen to do. So I think it's interesting that you went from literally having a breakdown Mm -hmm. in that side of the ballroom Mm -hmm. to in um, the next four months, you engaged in coaching. I did. You came to the High Trust Sales Academy. I did. And you are 40% ahead of last year's production. 45. 45. Correct. Excuse me. <laughs> that, that's, that, I mean, that's just Margins unbelievable matter. when you stop to think about it. So that's game changing, right? That's the kind of results that we know if you have a committed soul yep. who's ready to change, mm-hmm. who gets it mm-hmm. and understands it and trusts it, there's no stopping you. And we know that's where you're going. Your trajectory is unbelievable. So I wrote down in our conversation, you have three key thoughts that drive you. I do. What are those and how have they impacted you? Write these down. Tammy will love this one. The number one thing I think every single day, all day long, is the way you do one thing is the way you do everything. And like you're not going to snooze your alarm 65 times in the morning who's got three alarms set on their iPhone all labeled. My last, my third one says get up now, comma, no really. So you're not going to snooze three times, walk past a pile of dirty dishes, Uh, stumble over your clothes, and then go to work and just slay it, right? So the way you do one thing is the way you do everything. And if you find yourself in those moments where you go, I'm not going to make those calls or I'm going to put that off, it's like, it's a good, just bring it back, a little personal accountability. And it's, I heard it years ago, and it's just become more and more true. And I absolutely, I just, I love that so much. So, so how do you unpack that real quickly for everybody? So did you manifest kind of your thoughts around 
Um, so I'm doing things the wrong way, and I'm kind of doing it in my life in, in all places. Is that kind of where you got rocked? So I think that I, I always thought, like, the way you do one thing is the way you do everything. But I was going, like, oh, I'm going to do everything for my clients and everything for my spouse and everything for my kid. And it's like kind of started doing them. It started degrading in quality. And then it was like, oh, you're not taking care of yourself. Yeah. So I wasn't taking care of myself, and that's one of the things. So how can I possibly not take care of myself and not invest in myself properly and take the appropriate actions and think that I'm just miraculously doing everything correctly on the other side of the spectrum? So I want to give you permission, um, based on what Jesse just said, I want, I want to give you permission to become selfish. Yeah. And, and by that, what I mean is I want you to own taking care of you. Mm-hmm. And I want you to know that, that, that the, the motive in me telling you that is it is the only way that you can have your best life is if you take care of you. It's not, it's not selfish in the sense that everybody else doesn't get you. It is selfish in the sense that if I'm not good with me, I'm no good for anybody. Right. And I have got to be good for me. So that's huge. Absolutely. And then that has a trickle-down effect into everything in, in business and your relationships yeah. and as a mother and, and, you know, being crazy dog lady, you know, the whole bit. So, yeah, it's awesome. very cool. Okay, what's another one? Um, this is uh, Tom Ferry. I'd be so embarrassed if he knew how many days he accompanies me in the shower. So, like, you know, I have my little Bluetooth speaker. And he, he one day, I, I've heard this a hundred times, look, there's no... There's no new secret sauce to success that's being unveiled here today, right? The, the, why reinvent the wheel? We know how to be successful. Just look at the people who have done it and do what they're doing. So one of the things he said one day was, do the thing, have the power. And I was like, well, that's easy. I can do that, right? Just do the thing. The raindrop is part of the flood. So just do the raindrop thing, yeah. and then the flood comes eventually. You get enough raindrops. So... Um, that was, that's definitely another one of those things where it's like, just do it. That's another alarm label, by the way. My first alarm label says, do, do the thing, have the power. But if you don't just take an action, you can't really expect to get a reaction, positive or otherwise. Yeah. There's a real artful thought in the psychology world. And it, it, it kind of goes like this. You are more likely to act your way into feeling than you are to feel your way into acting. I love that. In other words, you are more likely to get the power by doing something than you will ever harness the power waiting to do something. Mm -hmm. It is in the action that you actually get the growth spurt. Absolutely. And that's what you experience. Mm -hmm, so sure. talk a little bit about how you just stared like procrastination in the face and you just literally just the you know do the thing have the power i think it's just um getting a taste of what was possible and then seeing all these tools and when you go to the academy it's like for lack of a better expression i left there so stoned like i was so high on being a duncanite and it was like yes like all these opportunities that i'm like literally i just carried it with me for three weeks i'm like i gotta go back and get more of that i will be so um but it's just when you realize the opportunities that you're leaving on the table um it's that in and of itself, I think, was like, oh, you see it and you get a peek of it on the horizon. And then to neglect that just was not vibing with what my goals were. So then the, the question that I would throw in that in the mix right now is, is um, when you came out of that, having had sales mastery, 10 weeks later having the academy, mm -hmm. how did you sort through all of that high-performance curriculum and Hope. decide what to do. Hope, Warman. 
<laughs> well, I mean, it's great when you leave the academy. You know, you take away your top top ten, then you narrow it down to the top three. But I tend to be a little bit more esoteric, and it's got to feel good, right? So I went to the ones that I naturally gravitated towards um, and made those a priority, because I feel like those would be the easiest things for me to do if I was kind of feeling inclined to do them already, then I wouldn't have to like force, force it as much, which is kind of like super logical. But it's like, oh, hey, I'm comfortable doing that thing. I'll, I'll do that thing. And then becomes one of the raindrops. Yeah. So aligning implementation around what you are good at is a really, really strong suit. It is, it is, it's much harder to implement what you are not good at. And as Peter said the mor this morning, much of what you are not good at, you should not try to implement right. anyway. And that begged then the question about team, right? And then the other thing that he said and what Jesse is acknowledging is that when you do have a skill and you are good at it, it is easier to implement and it's easier to get traction and it's easier to get growth out of that. There's a little chasm in between those two ideals and that is what you're not good at but that you must be good at to play the role that you yeah. play in this business going back to uh, the analogy last night with, uh, with Justin and the whole batting and swing playing and getting loft thing. And so you came, uh, uh, you came into uh, High Trust Academy. Um, that's kind of why you're on stage. Um, you have this kind of passion around follow-up, and I know you developed these kind of three skills, I guess, around follow-up or the three things that you did to follow-up. Talk a little bit about what that looked like in your life because you're only 10 months past Mm -hmm. The academy. Yep. And so I think the, the, the third thing, of the, the prior point there was yeah. like what got you here won't get you there. Yes. There being where your, what your goals are. So I'm, it's like, okay, I've done a pretty good job. And, you know, I managed to, like, increase my production with a, literally a kid on my hip and that kind of stuff. But it's like, okay, now what do I do? And the next level for me was to just transform from going, okay, how many leads am I going to get this week? To being like, how do I just go back to all my agent partners and say, I'm going to do this for you. And then just somehow just, even though I was doing more work kind of it just was it elite it was a, such a sense of relief to say i'm good at this we have an amazing team we have awesome people awesome skills a, a su superior skill set to and desire more than anything in the market there's no other agents i had a, a, one of the uh, partners i've been working on for five years says to me or says at a sales meeting um jesse prince has done more for me than any other lender in my 12-year career so he's like, you know, it was just a, just seeing the endorsements, but it was a, all a result of going through the lost leads conversation, finding out uh, on the heels of a high trust conversation, what's important to him. Turns out he's got this database of like 3,500 3, from one source, 2,500 from another source. Folks that either hopped on his website and said, I want to buy, sell, or, or, you know, whatever, invest in a home. Um, just leads that had come in through HomeSnap, Facebook, and he, he's just like, I just don't do anything with them come to me, my pretty, right? Like, let's, let's put you into our database system here. So we've, we've used a multitude of tools, and we've basically done three things with those contacts. Um, number one is, you know, when you have your leads, it's who are they? Are they pre-qualified? Are, are they in a credit repair bucket? We use Contactually. It, I love your line about what's the best CRM out there. It's the one that you use, right? It's like it doesn't matter what it is. If it's a system that you can follow, we just happen to pick that one because we use it. Pops up on your phone the whole bit. Who are they? What do you want to do with them? Do you want to follow up with them? Do you want to connect them with a, an affinity partner? Maybe they're one of these people that's, for some reason, has $60,000 sitting in a checking account and doesn't know what a financial advisor is. Start to leverage that. So 
de deciding what you want to do and then at what frequency. So who, what, and when? Who are they? Are they pre-qualified? Are they future borrowers? Associating them with your <coughs> referral partner and then deciding what you want to do with them and at, and at what frequency, at what time. Yeah. So I want to I do something and put you on the spot a little bit. Mm. Um, talk about, so, so I'd like you to write this down. How do I go from being on demand to in demand? That's what I want you to write down. I want you to focus on the artful approach of how do I move from being somebody that is on demand to somebody who's in demand. Right. And part of the way you're going to do it is you are going to stand in the gap and you're going to create financial growth for your business partners. And you're going to move from being needy to being needed. Like okay, that. you need to go from being one in a sea of sameness to an individual that is a game changer and you need to be known as a game changer. So 60 seconds on the lost leads conversation. Oh, so I think the best way to do that storytelling, right? Storytelling is a great way. So I met with an agent who is a friend of a friend. My mother knows him, refers him to me. And it's like the best. It was like one of the warmest, fuzziest feelings I got. So I met with him and did a little high trust convo and we get to the point of discussing lost leads. And it turns out that his goal, his why, and why he wanted to be a successful agent was to bring his wife home from her full-time job. They just had a second baby. She's an assistant principal. Mm -hmm. Wanted to bring her home. Well, wh how much would you have to earn? To, you know, what's the, what's the number? What's the magic number? He's like, I can get another 30 grand a year. I'm like, okay, that's cool. Seems reasonable. I mean, we're, you know, we're in West Virginia, y'all, so that's a decent amount. <laughs> um, and uh, so I start going, so Brad, how many transactions did you close last year? He's like, I did 35 first year. Like, that's not so bad. It wasn't even a full year. Cool. How many people did you have to talk to to get to those 35? Say 200. Okay. So simple math. Did any of the other 160 people that you talked to think they ended up using a different agent? Buy, sell, or otherwise? Well, sure. I guess so. And how many do you think? Let's just pick a number conservatively. Okay. I don't know. Probably 30 of them. Because out of 160, if they contacted you, it's not a unreasonable number. So we started backing into this. Okay, what's your gross income? He happens to be a high dollar guy. What's your, what's your GCI on each transaction? It's like $4,500. So $5,000. What if we just capture a small percentage, just even 10% of those 30 that you didn't get to? Like another three at five grand each. We're 15 grand. We're halfway to our goal. And we're going to do that. This is the best part. You don't have to do any more work. Just give me your database. When it comes in, we're going to manage it for you. I'm not even asking you to do more work to get more business. And that's kind of when he was like, really? <laughs> okay, I mean, I'm down, I'm down with that. So I don't have to do more work, but I can make more money. Yeah, yes, sir, we can do that. So then we started putting that metric together, and it's like, okay, if we can manage these better, uh, what improvements can we make to conversion, to our process flow? And he, all the, he just like beaming, like that it was actually feasible for him in a year's time to bring his wife home to be with his two babies. So that was pretty See, powerful. That's priceless right yeah. there. Big round of applause. That's awesome. Wow. Yeah. Wow, 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 wow. Okay, so um, I'm going to put you on the spot because oh. we've got the cameras rolling. And okay. I would like you to, since you are a, a trajectory that's going, I can tell you're going, you're chasing 400 unit guys and gals here. Mm -hmm. um, next year at this time, you got it? Next mm -hmm. year at this time, where are you going to be? I will have surpassed 150 by this time next year. Okay. Uh, so on my way to a greater number. 150 a year. Mm -hmm. That's awesome. No, uh, by this time next by this year. Time oh, next yeah, year. yeah, I will have surpassed 150. You, so you will do another 150 plus yes. by this time next year. 
say it. I, this works. We Come up it. on this stage or get the microphone and say you're going to do something. I stood over there last year and said I was going to clear 100 <laughs> I units. <remember> that. Yeah. <laughs> no pressure. When Todd Duncan hears you say that, you got to you got to come correct. So, yeah, grab a mic, say you're going to do it. It works really well. If it worked once, it's going to work twice. Right? Absolutely. Right. Thank you very much. Thank you. Appreciate right. it. Thank you for listening to the High Trust Today podcast. If you want to make this year your best year ever and double, triple, or even quadruple your volume and performance, then I want you to click the link for your ticket to Sales Mastery in the show notes to find out how you can make more money in less time with less stress.